What's up? What's up? We're back once again, uh, talking about theaters. Uh, not looking great at the moment, but what's up, guys? How we doing? What's up, Arnoldo? Good to see you guys. Yeah, it's good to finally talk to you, Lewis, uh, because obviously you've done a great job on Twitter, obviously keeping people like me updated who are lack of Spanish and uh, supporting the club for a lot of years yourself, as you can tell. And the group chat obviously keeps me really well updated with the club and uh, the whereabouts and transfers, etc. So, so no, it's good to it's good to finally be here and have a little talk about the uh, the upcoming season, which is not looking promising, is it? No, it's not, brother. And so it's good to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for staying up on the side of your world. I know yeah, it's pretty man. late, so thank you for that. Yeah, man, but, for the man, you already know this. Hey, yo, so let's get right into it. So there's a couple of things that are going on with the team. Obviously, the loss against Cruz Azul, 3-2 uh, to two at home, season opener. Uh, get some early thoughts. What did you think, Luis, uh, about the game? Offensively, we were doing well. I thought we did much better than Cruz Azul. 21 shots. Uh, we had... 14 shots inside the box, seven outside the box. So we were right where we needed to be offensively. I thought uh, Cordova came in to the starting 11. I was surprised. He played really well. Solid performance from him. Fulgencio, a guy who's not commonly in the starting 11, also came in, gave us a good spark in place of Quiñones. So definitely pretty proud of the attacking third for sure. Uh, the di big disappointment during that game was the defending. Mental mistakes, defending errors. Our center backs, oh, what a nightmare. Uh, just, I mean, huge gaps everywhere. So it's, it's a big concern for me, defense, the, the defense, the back line. Um, I don't think it, we're, what, three seasons into the, to the Piojo era, and I don't think he's found a consistent center back pairing yet. So that's a big concern. Cruz Azul really didn't attack much. I think they had seven shots total, four, four shots on goal, and three of those converted. So when we do face a more offensive team, we're going to struggle. So there's, there's a lot of, there to be concerned about, I think, moving forward on the defense. Woods, any did you get a chance to watch the game, first of all? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's actually, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the game was actually on the, the night of my birthday. I'm 20 now. And uh, so I was watching it half on the piss. But, nice. Uh, I, was, so cool. I, was, I was clear enough. I could see clear enough to see that. I think I think Lewis summed up perfectly. But what that game reminded me of is I only started back in the club just a few years back, obviously with the two career and the 4-4-2 system we played. And it's, it, it felt very similar to the end of his reign, like going forward with the players, yeah. you know, Gignac and... Uh, and Valencia, etc., and with leaving unnecessary open gaps at the back and unnecessarily dropping points, like that felt like a very lackluster Tuca, Tuca game, if I'm honest. And it's been an issue ever since I started following the club, the defense, the shape of the team. And I'm, I'm just wondering how long are we going to neglect the shape of the team because it's one of the most important things in football, and we've just sort of relied on the talent of our attacking players. And I feel like even though we've been dubbed, you know, obviously the, you know, North American team of the century um, or the decade, even, I, I feel like we've to somewhat we've actually underachieved a bit. Yes, we've won a few Mekis titles. We've won, uh, we've only won one Concacaf Champions League. That's, I, I think, I think we, could, we should have a 
this has been an issue for a few years. This is what I'm trying to say. I think we should have a few more titles and potentially more continental success to that, honestly, because the, the neglect of the overall shape of the team is nothing, it's nothing new. And I just don't know when it's going to get sorted out. Lewis and I were talking uh, pre-recording about how it felt like at the end with, with Tuca and also just relying on individualities. You know, let's see what, you know, if Quinones has a great game so he can dish the ball to Gignac and Gignac puts the ball in the back of the net and just being very predictable in how we're going to play and just not really finding a new method of either breaking down the defense that Cruz Azul, you know, came and parked the bus. They had a few chances and buildups, but for the most part, you know, they came to defend and seek a tie or, you know, on a counter knowing that Tigres was going to give up that space. So I totally agree with you. I feel like we've been let down in a way um, and relied mostly on our talent and our leadership, the players that we have. And, you know, I believe, you know, it's time. It's time to reshape the, the squad and, you know, do it from a transition that is gradual to drastic, you know, making big splashes. We need an elite defender. That's we've been talking about that for months now. I yeah, and I, I, I think no matter what who we bring in offensively, this new hire, uh, Jordi Caicedo, it, he's he looks to be a pretty solid center forward. But no matter how well you play offensively, if you have those huge gaps in the back and defensive errors it's going to be really tough to win regular season games, let alone try to win a Liguilla. Once the games get tougher defensively, you have to be a lot better. And if we're giving up three goals a game, it's just not going to work. So it's just, it's unsustainable. And I know that Piojo, his priority is always on the offense. He, he's a attack first kind of coach, but the neglected defense is, you know, it needs to be fixed pretty quick. Are you, uh, ha, do you rate uh, Jordi Caicedo, Woods? Have you heard anybody or talk, any discussion, anything you've seen on him? No, no, I've not, no, I've not seen nothing, mate. No, I watch a lot of leagues, but unfortunately not. Um, I was just about to get into the point before Louis started um, coming on to the defensive issues, obviously. I, I said selling Salcedo was, I saw that as that was going to be suicide every day of the week. We all saw it coming. I was going to say I saw it coming, but realistically, you didn't take a genius to know that selling Salcedo, replacing him with like Igolish Noski's coming, not look great at all. Mm-hmm. It's really it's it's a it's a it's a worry. So and the fact that we've signed just one player in this window and it's an attacking option just it just hurts my head. Just <laughs> do the to the organization that watch the games do peers or not i i, I just coming out and saying I, oh they, we've got great score depth and like oh, is this man blind i don't know i feel like they were thrown off man i don't think they had a plan um to bring in the positions that were needed and with the expectation of bringing this coach all everyone expected was hey we're going to be a high flying team and score lots of goals like we'll figure out the defense and you know, with Salcedo looking to depart to the MLS, like I think there was a couple of things that happened that just led to the, the crumble of the entire uh, defense. But I blame mostly the planning. I don't, I don't think they had a plan. It was just like, hey, we're bringing in this exciting coach and we'll figure out as we go. And it still shows. I mean, the fact that this man is still not keen on signing on defender is incredible. Yeah, the the honeymoon period for Pio Herrera is is gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 
most most fans were going to give him one season because we knew it was a transition from a more balanced coach and some would say defensive coach to to a more offensive coach so he got that one season as a transitional period but honeymoon's over and if he doesn't produce anymore then you know the fans are not going to be happy with him and I think most of us are are quite unhappy with the job he's doing right now because defensively he's done nothing to improve the team uh Woods talked about the Tuca era that last season with Tuca we had a lot of defensive errors and I think that was Tuca's downfall eventually uh and so Piojo needed to have looked at that side as well and and try to do something about it and he hasn't and from everything I've heard in the press conferences he he doesn't make it a priority uh, and so until that happens I don't see any improvement in our back line and, and I don't know if Piojo is the guy to even coach him up to do it yeah so looking at the lineup ahead for tomorrow's game seems like he's going with the same four defenders uh Angulo on the left side uh, Kino on opposite side, and then the two center backs, Diego Reyes and Lichnowski. Uh, in the middle, he's repeating Guido Pizarro with Vigón and Córdoba. And then Quiñones coming in for Fulgencio, Gignac, and Florian. Carioca once again out. Um, Diente is still not an option to start. Um, I feel like the new signing of Jordi Caicedo is going to be the first option, just like Charlie Gonzalez was the first option coming off the bench. So I know there's been rumors about Soteldo possibly leaving to Brazil, but is Diente an option, you know, to leave as well? Are we willing to depart even though we know the talent that he has, but he's not finding the starting position just like Carioca once again. So what are you guys are th thoughts on the starting lineup? Start with you, Lewis. I don't know if I like that, that back four, to be honest with you. Um, I've said it before, Reyes and Lichnowski do not need to go together. That's not a good pairing for me. And I think you can find room for Carioca and Pizarro in the starting 11. Um, in the past, he's used Pizarro more as a sweep in the sweeper role. And I kind of I kind of like that. He gives us a little more balance in the back. And you can play you can play Angulo as a left back and you can play uh, Pizarro more as a as a sweeper. And, and then you can do wingbacks on the, on the edges. So I think I like that better than what he's putting out now. Uh, and I think you got to find a way to have Pizarro and Carioca on, in the starting 11. I think he, he can do it if he's willing to mix up the lineup a little bit more. Yeah, man, 14 goals against in the last eight games. Like that's just a lot of goals to give up. Like it doesn't really give us a chance at winning. And I'm just, I'm just appalled at the idea that, he's not willing to play three in the back. Like it was the, we played the best soccer last season when we played three in the back after realizing that Carioca needed to come into the starting lineup. Cause if we can recall at the beginning of last season, Carioca started on the bench as well. Yeah. To get to your point on, on, uh, on Diente, I think it'd be a huge mistake to let him go. Yeah. I think, I think Soteldo, you can afford to, to lose him because you have several players that can fill that role. So you got Quinones who can play as a left winger. You've got Aquino who can play as a left winger. You've got Fulgencio shown last game that he can play as a winger. But I, we don't know anything about Jordi Caicedo yet. We have no idea if he's going to adapt to the league, if he's going to be the player we think he might be. Mm -hmm. And so until that's we figure that out, 
it would be a, a big mistake to get rid of Diente. I think Diente needs to stay active. Uh, we're, we're playing two tournaments, so we're going to need him in at least one of them. So See, to me, he's got to be at the very bottom of the transferable. I I, to- I totally agree with that, uh, you know, point that you're making. The only thing that I'm slightly concerned about is if you keep him, you know, this next few months and don't really play him and he doesn't get the starter minutes that he wants. And you can argue he deserves them, but I like Piojo is just being stubborn in the way that he plays and now figuring out other ways to include, you know, Carioca and Diente in, in the lineup, which I think it's possible, it's feasible. Um, you know, having the Quiñones incident, like I wonder, like I'm wondering how Diente is feeling, you know, after you're refusing, you know, Quiñones to play and asking for more money and he's still the first option, you know, off the bench and to start like, that must be like, Horrible, a horrible feeling for him. And it's a World Cup like year, like he's been called by Diego Alonso. So I think that if we keep him, there's he's not going to want to stay for when we start CONCACAF. So I feel like his market as well as Sotelo's is so high in South America, more specifically in Brazil. And you got to be able to like sell him if because I don't think we have enough to, to win it. And even if we bring an elite defender or, you know, another attacking option like they might not adapt. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen. I'm just thinking ahead after the World Cup, you know, because a lot of these guys are going to be pissed off if they're not getting the minutes. And in a case like him, he's not going to go to the World Cup and he's going to blame it on that. And, you know, his market value will, will, will fall. And so that's my only concern. Yeah, I, I definitely see your point. I just think this is an older squad. Yeah. And, and if you just start the same 11 like the way Duca did, you're going to run them into the ground. Uh, at some point, Piojo is going to have to incorporate some rotation into that squad. And, and that's when you're going to start to see the end to get minutes and Fulgencio is going to get minutes and Soteldo, if he stays, is going to get minutes. So I think it's just wise when you're playing two tournaments in one short season to have that extra player, a guy who can give you yeah. a spark and then and, and give – Gignac some rest because he's going to need it this season. And the, see that I don't think he's even going to get the rest, bro. I, I just think that, you know, he's rolling. He loves Quinones. He's not going oh, yeah. oh, yeah. to bench Florian and he's not going to bench Gignac. And the only options for rotations are the middle and the back. And I just feel like, you know, yes, they're going to come off the bench and, and contribute. I just don't believe that they're going to be as content with it. It's going to be another Edu Vargas, bro. Yeah, yeah. How pissed, off was, how pissed off was Edu Vargas and being, you know, I, what is he like? He's probably the Chilean's best scorer, if I'm not mistaken. He has on like, the national team. On the has, national yeah. team, right? And you had a player like that, and, you know, he just didn't really get much of him. Yeah, we won a couple of championships, and he was important in the classical. I just think that we didn't get enough for the type of player and talent that he had, just like Diente has. And so there's been many cases of those. Salarayan, um, What's you know, even Jurgen Dam in, in, in a way. So I just think that with these things occurring, you gotta figure out a way to either make everybody play or move on. Let's go bring in somebody that fits what he desires. But we've been talking about that he might not even be the option past the World Cup. I do believe that that uh if he does if Yoko doesn't do rotations, if he doesn't rotate the squad we'll have a ton of injuries, man. So either way, I think the end gets time this season, either Hopefully. voluntarily by Piojo or because the circumstances 
have made it so that he has to play because people are getting injured. I do think I do think that if we get an elite center back this season, I think we have a shot. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if we get a leader and a guy that's really good, a Gustavo Gomez type, yeah. Gustavo Gomez type center back, I think we'll have a shot. But that's the only way. I'm talking about an eight million investment. Like, not, I don't want the, no four million investment. Like, he might have upside. You know, he might have potential. I need somebody that's proven, like you know, Gustavo Gomez that you mentioned. Um, but we'll see where it goes, man. Um, on paper, the game should be. Uh, Slightly more uh, feasible for a victory tomorrow. What are your thoughts? What were you thinking for tomorrow's game? Yeah, I, I think we'll I think we'll have the ability to score in bunches. I, I honestly, it's not something crazy to think that we might win like four uh, two. I still think our defense is going to give up a ton of goals this season. Yep. And We'd then be- that and Piojo is kind of sticking to his guns with uh, Reyes and Lichnowski as center backs, and to yeah. me. That's just a bad combo. So we'll see. But I think we've got the possibility of just outscoring them. It well, could be a 4-2, 4-3 type game. We beat them 3-2, if I'm not mistaken, last season at home. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm thinking either big lead, you know, we come out on fire. Defense is great. 3-1, to one, that's what I'm hopeful for. 3-1 victory. But uh, I think it's more looking like a 3-2 running back from last season we win. So uh, make a little dramatic, just just how we like it. Get that heart rate. Just like we're accustomed. (laughs) All right, my friend. Well, thanks for joining. Looks like we lost Woods. He said he had some uh, computer crashing issues. But uh, thanks for your time, and uh, hopefully we get this victory tomorrow. And uh, until next time, brother. Arriba la. Let's get it, Arnoldo. Take care.